The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Why did he use that word? God goes to extreme measures to bring the loss to himself. The greatest gift you will ever give this world is your intimacy with God. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all three inside of me. I've got the power right now. I think what Jesus really wants is people to go. I want to be the answer to Jesus' prayer request. Welcome to the Fuel for the Harvest podcast. When this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of Fuel for the Harvest. This is Nathan, and I will be your host for today. And joining me all the way from East Africa is our brother, Warfa. Warfa, good to have you, man. Oh, thank you for uh, having me in this wonderful broadcast. It's uh, it's such a joy to have you here. Warfa uh, has been on the podcast before. If you're an avid listener to the podcast, uh, to fuel for the harvest you've heard him speak a couple of times we're here um because warfa works with people in the persecuted church uh in, in a an extremely persecuted context uh they have a whole different view on god's word and so i wanted to just invite warfa to come and share what a what a what a persecuted christians th- think when they think about god's word yeah so um first i greet all my brothers and sisters uh in the name of our lord uh, jesus wherever they are i know that uh, in this day and age you know believers will be listening from all corners of the globe given the chance so um you know um for so many of us or most of us we read the bible because uh, that is how we learn god you know mm-hmm. uh, and and the bible contains his message about the life of and his life and relationships, work, um, really all the things that uh, give you meaning in life. Also, the Bible contains accounts of God interacting with people, it shows how God cares for humanity. The Bible also explains clearly how to have a personal relationship with God. It's funny that before you recorded this, this episode, before we started recording, you mentioned that uh, some people in, uh, in, in peaceful Christian countries or where followers of Christ are able to worship and have access to the word of god have their bible sitting in shelves and collecting dust mm. <laughs> now this is uh something that is unimaginable to me you know uh considering that i was perhaps somehow guilty of this previously mm. i also fall into this pattern, you know that now after years of being uh, in a country where christians are persecuted and even in reading or getting the bible is just you know an unimaginable i never imagined that this is something that will happen i know you're just giving example of how some of us having freedom to open our bible can lead us to neglecting uh this blessing of having uh the bible with us because we are often consumed by our daily struggle being bills you know worry about worldly issues yet we never know that it's extremely a blessing to realize the blessing of having access to the word of god daily mm. In th- in the country where I say where I serve, having a Bible, both hard copy or soft copy, can lead us to a very serious persecution. If you are found either by getting uh, having a Bible, you can either easily get killed or arrested. Hmm. Um, the first being the priority in where I am based, especially in the south, because um, you will never give the Chinese to explain why you're having a Bible. It means only one thing, you know, the reason you're having that. Um, 
earlier also I was reading uh, a British newspaper a couple of days ago that said that uh, described the situation where I am saying that Islam is the state religion and converting to another religion is illegal. Mm. So the Islamist group has started that it wants to get rid of all Christians and people suspected of following the faith are likely to be killed on the spot. Money, uh, money meet in secret or don't meet at all and cannot own Bibles. That is how it described. So the magazine is even ranked where I am, lower than some countries, which is a surprise to me, you know, even lower than North Korea and mm. many other countries when it comes to persecuting believers. Um, numbering believers, only a few hundred. Now, most of them are in uh, more peaceful areas in the country, especially in the north and northeast. In mm. the south, where I am, whereby Islamists have power, the believers of Christ do not, mere, do not meet to share the word of God. The word of God is shared verbally in many times. You know, some of, sometimes many of us travel kilometers, uh, tens of kilometers, just so we can take a few verses uh, from the word of God and travel back to share the rest of the group. This is, uh, and the journey to share the word of God to the many isolated Christians that are staying very far from us is very dangerous. You know, mm. just to share a few verses. And um, and often, you know, you will, you will meet landmines and IEDs. So it's just a deadly journey to share the word of God to others. And it shows you the importance of, you know, of, of, um, of being there to share the word of God for to those who are unable to hear the word of God. And it's just... Uh, and each of us, any one of us who's going through this journey expects, you know, that uh, any time we can return to God and, and, and be with him and prepare to departure from this. And and we are prepared to face that because of the glory and the promise was, that was given to us by God of having eternal life in heaven. Now, uh, I remember the first time that I went without a Bible. You know, uh, it took me year. Uh, it took me nine months before I was able to to get hold of of the Bible and being able to read uh, a verse or two. You know, or or having it. It was just a dream that I never imagined. Mm. I was thinking that uh, I was in a nightmare, and I woke up from that. Uh, and that happened only after I traveled from the country I was. You know, from the country in, in the in East Africa where I where I am and based. Um, and that moment when I opened the Bible, it was very emotional for me. You know, it was one of the most happiest time in my life. You know, it was like the first time I saw the Bible again, <laughs> and I felt a blessing that God bestowed me uh, to get the nourishment my soul needs from His Word, the truth. And until now, I feel the same. You know, whenever I travel away from the country where I'm based, having access to the Bible is one of the most blessing uh, life moments in my life. Uh, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's difficult really to describe how, how this means a lot to us, you know, because when we are there and, and, and in that country where I am based, the situation can get out of hand and sometimes uh, it can be so stressful. And, and, and staying away from the word of God for so many times where it's the time you need it most can be very, very... Um, downturn in your, in your development or growth in the word of God. And that is a problem we have, you know, when we are sharing the gospel with new believers, let's say. And this new believer is the, is the moment where you get him to introduce the word of God. So you will be forced to um, memorize 
that is the you know the best I can describe the situation or or just take the word as a, as translated and memorize it in your own language and share with that person the idea of uh, what it pays in that verse. Let's say the verse is about uh, love, you know, we describe what it means, love in the Bible, you know, and share with him stories from the gospel, uh, stories involving Jesus and his disciples and all that. So that is how we cope in, in these situations. And and obviously you will understand that the word of God means so much to us. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is where uh, where we um, hang on when we have trouble. When, when thing, with, let's say you guys, when things get out of hand, you say this, we uh, return to God's word and it's powerful, you know, and having access to it means more than anything to us. And having no access to the word of God makes our life very hard. Mm. And this is the this is the trouble we go through when when we having uh, when we search the word of God. It's uh, also for, forgive me, brother, for not understanding, uh, you know, when you say a dust covering the Bible. So, <laughs> and I am in the dusty country, you know, where, where it's so windy. <laughs> And I have to clean my house twice a day, you know, uh, otherwise I would be breathing, you know, and sleeping in the dust. So it, it doesn't make to, um, uh, sense to me when you say uh, dust covering in the Bible, because so many of us are really hungry for the word of God. Yeah, it's true, brother. Uh, it's a heartbreaking reality. Um, it's almost like because we have freedom to read it, we we just we decide not to read it in the West or wherever other free Christian countries where it's just, you can freely read the, the word of God. Meanwhile, our brothers and sisters all around the world uh, who are living in these persecuted contexts are languishing after God's word, uh, longing for it and can't get access to it, which is this bizarre and heartbreaking, truly heartbreaking reality. Um, I'm, I'm struck by your statement that uh, believers will travel tens of kilometers uh, through dangerous territories covered in landmines and IEDs just to hear a few sentences of God's word. That's, I mean, yeah. that is exactly what happened. Uh, I think I shared with you guys to pray uh, about it in a situation where a sister was killed in her journey back after meeting us, you know. And we were discussing uh, discussing um, a particular story, story in Acts, you know, about the persecution of believers that day. Mm. And and we've talked, you know, all of us. And 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 in that situation, I can look into the sister's eyes, finding you know comfort, uh, hearing after that. And you know, and and she told me, and others always told me that um, it's really difficult when you don't have access to to the Word of God because when they first hear the Word of God. They just wondered, you know, um, is this something that came from you? Because I was sharing a story, you know, and, and they just wonder, it's not something that came from you. This mm. is a magic, something that the first time we hear it, our heart was so comfort and our worries were, um, we knew that God is the one who comforting us. That is what they told me the first mm. time that they heard from, uh, from me about the, God, uh, the word of God. And... And whenever we come back and discuss about the Word of God, whether it's by story or whether by sharing the view verses we can share at the moment because of the uh, grievous situation that we are in, and the situation must be fast too. Uh, it is, you know, when they hear it all the time, I can see the smile in their in their eyes, you know, and, and I just wonder, you know, that what a blessing 
that is, you know, to have the word of God, a blessing that you took it as a guarantee, you know, as you took it as a God-given right, <laughs> something mm. we call it. It's my right to have the Bible. I just know it's a blessing to have the Bible. So we mm. have to be uh, thankful to God for giving us the opportunity uh, to engage with him and have a relationship with him and, and learn and, and, and see the truth, you know, directly access to God's word. That is just a special privilege. You know, it's a bus that not everyone gets. That mm. is what I can see in the ground. Uh, as someone who saw, who ha used to have that privilege, you know, and then seeing how people, you know, finding that a very hard thing to happen, you know. Some of the believers even, you know, for years, for two, three years, they know about Christ, they know about uh, the Bible, but they never seen actually a copy of the Bible. So mm. They don't know what I'm talking about when I say that, uh, I open my Bible and, and, you know, open to the book of Isaiah and read many chapters. They don't know that, but they know the Bible as stories. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and in their language. So that's just something that is a, extremely unique in this sense. Wow. So uh, I'm very curious. What stories do you, if you're, if you can tell me, it's okay if you can't tell me, but uh, what stories do you typically teach them um, since they're having to go from memory? Yeah, so um, I'm I'm just thankful that um, before uh, when I when I was when I went uh, and God gave me this calling, I spent some time uh, reading about disciple making tools, you know, and and something that I got help from you guys from Verge, uh, and and in those many um, uh, equipment and 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 tools I was given to, there were stories from from the four Gospels, you know, of how God uh, worked in situations, you know, in, in where Jesus was healing money, uh, performing money miracles that, you know, and, and how God, uh, how people believed, you know, and, and because of their belief, they were cured mm -hmm. from, from, from illness, from blindness, from uh, being disabled, and even risen from, from death, you know. And whenever I see people in situation of trouble, in situation of crisis, you know, when I share those stories, it brings hope to them. You know what I mean? And that is the stories that people in a situation where it, or in East Africa, I mean, uh, they really see and hear and believe what God can do. And, and those miracles really directly affect them, you know, and, and they see what God can do. And really tell them that God can lift or, or solve your, your problems. Uh, they just, it's, it's a hopeful thing to hear too. Whereby, in contrast, when they tell them you can pray and, and maybe God one day can answer your call. You just say, God answers you. He hears you all the time. You don't have to go pray five times a day. You don't have to. You can, you can talk to God directly now. You know, and, and, and this is the story, how it happened, and this is the proof. You know, how God performed these miracles, and these miracles were something that happened. People witnessed them. It's recorded in God's word and can never be falsified, you know, and they really affected are affected by these uh, miracles and, and situation. They even dream, you know, God coming to their aid, uh, and you know their stress, their their situation changed from being hopeless to hopeful. Hmm. That's powerful. So may, it's just mainly like just stories of Jesus and how he has power over various different things, and people are inspired and encouraged by those. Wow. It's amazing. They, they are encouraged by those. Yeah, whenever they face that situation, and you know, and and why God chose them to be in that situation, you know, you know, I I shared with them, and most of them realized that uh, 
actually, you know, when they see of the stories of Jesus, you know, uh, being with sinful people, you know, tax collectors, uh, people with uh, lust, people with um, uh, sexual sin, they just really um, amazed by, by, you know, how God is merciful, how Jesus is uh, really, you know, engaging with those who need him most, you know, and instead of, you know, being God of the powerful, God of the most educated ones, and it just directly affects them. Mm. Them being, you know, underdogs, what you call, uh, of the society, you know, them being the uneducated ones, them being widows where their uh, husbands were killed, uh, them being, you know, uh, single mothers who are raising their children alone, them being, you know, fathers who lost their, some of their kids, them being, you know, people in need, people, sinful people who were um, looked different by the, differently by community. Uh, where I am, we have a, a big problem of uh, social castes, you know, casting people according to their clans and all that. And these people are lowest of the lowest of the ranks of the society. And comparing to what Jesus was sharing the gospel or, or sharing his message and ministry to to some of the lowest castes in, in that period and in that society. And it just relates to them more. It relates to them more of a message of, of, of God is loving no matter what you did. No matter how you belong or where you belong to, it's just amazing to share these stories with them. Man, it's so powerful to hear, and it, it sounds to me like the reason that they resonate so much with God's word is because of the the reality of the, their life. It's almost like we, because we don't face any struggles, or many Christians around the world in in first world countries and and countries where it's safe to be Christian because we don't face a lot of these same difficulties and struggles, the word of God has almost lost its potency to us. Um, but in places where people are going through all of these things that Jesus discusses in the scriptures, it's, it's peace and joy and hope. Uh, the word of God is peace and joy and hope to these people, which is, that's profound. Um, so I'm curious what, for you as a persecuted Christian uh, living in these dangerous places, where where do you find yourself going to the most in God's word? Okay, so I am in mostly uh, uh, in, in a crisis area most of the time. So the sea is always, uh, there's a lot of waves going on, a lot of trouble, a lot of storms. So, you know, I I, I, I mostly to the story where Jesus is in, in a ship with his disciples and, and you know, the sea, troubles and he he falls in his sleep and then the disciples get scared and that is mostly you know how i am you know sometimes i get scared as a human you know mm -hmm. and and relating to that story it touches me mostly uh it touches me mostly because that is that is how i am as a human so vulnerable but in god god when i read that story god calms my my storm down and i can be a better help to my brothers that is around you know and and the book of mark is a book that i always spend most time with you know because there is so many things lessons on on teaching us that the best of us who who uh you know are not the ones who lead you know always and claim to be leaders and you know and and first in in line and everything but the first of us those who serve you know his brothers and sisters in christ and that is where uh the most stories that you know can that gives me you know that that nourishment i need as well you know and keeps me going i also agree spend a lot spend a lot of time in psalms you know psalms mm -hmm. 91 those prayers you know that uh, i that's what calms me down in situation of of, of high seas mm. 
<laughs> that's real. That's the that's that's God's word at work. And you know what? And you know what, brother? I've been often called the mad guy because and the crazy guy. Uh, they never know about the situation because I often go to the rooftops, you know, in the early morning, and mm -hmm. and you know, and pray about Psalms ninety-one, and and people will just wonder what is that guy doing in the rooftop every morning early? You know, they never know that. <laughs> That's where I take my opportunity to talk to and have a relationship with God, you know, and often because um, in, in lower areas or when I'm in the ground and talking that people can hear what I'm saying. But up there is just between me and God. Mm. Powerful. Uh, my last question is, do you have any encouragement for Christians living here in the USA or other places where it's it's safe to be Christian? Do you have any encouragement? for them as it relates to getting into God's word? Yes, um, often we saw uh, the power of God's word and what it achieved in, in taking away stress, in healing those who are sick. Uh, you have seen God perform so many miracles in his, uh, in his word and engaging in those words can cure many diseases we have, the disease of the heart, that is the worst situation where it is uh, uh, so many of us fell into a temptation of the devil, whether it is by being uh, worried about many things and, you know, and, and clearly your treatment, you know, is not in hospitals, is not in going where, whether, you know, it's advisable, yes, but you should first turn to the word of God. That mm -hmm. is where you get uh, the treatment of so many diseases, you know, that the heart has, you know, and, and I'm talking to you from someone who, who himself is not a perfect and was was made perfect because of the relationship of God and because of engaging in the Bible. Uh, it, we are in, in a time, you know, it's we call the end times probably and generation before us, I'm sure the generation before us called the same as well. We are in the end of times, but we are in a different situation whereby uh, we, we are getting influenced by many things, you know, by TV, by, by media, you know, people claiming things that never been and never are, you know, people nowadays uh, classify uh, the human being as so many genders, male, female, so many. I'm, I'm hearing so many new ideas that can, uh, that can cause the, uh, you know, the confusion, a great confusion mm -hmm. and can cause people misunderstanding things and, and, and where we can, you know, where we can get the truth, you know. In all the disturbances, in all the noises, where we can is the word of God. So it's, it's my advice that we get the truth from the word of God and block all the noises. And that is where our children, uh, the next generation, can grow up in the truth. And where you set example is home, starts from home, you know. So be an example to others uh, before it's too late. Hmm. Amen. Yep. And uh, I just, my encouragement is... Um, the, the word of God is made powerful because of the God behind the words. Uh, it, it's it's not because it's ink on a page. It's because God uh, inspired those words. Um, and he is alive and active and cares to be a part of your life. And um, if you're if you find that your relationship is stale, if you find that um, you seem like you're not growing in your faith, um, I would consider making the word of God a higher priority. Um, and and take a take note of what these persecuted believers are going through as you do because they they want the word of god but don't ha but have limited or no access to it so they'll travel through 
IED and mine infested roads covered in terrorist checkpoints just to get a, a, a little piece of God's word because they understand the value of it. Meanwhile, we allow our Bibles to collect dust, um, whether uh, literally sitting on a shelf or metaphorically never opening the app. Um, we allow our our Bibles to collect dust, and uh, we never we never allow the God behind the Word of God to transform our hearts using His Word um, in the way that He desires to. And so I just I I just echo everything that Warfa said. Um, it's so 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 important, brothers and sisters, um, that we allow God to transform us using His Word. So we have to get into it. We have to be willing to to memorize it, and. I would encourage us to have the same value on it uh, that these persecuted believers have on it as well. Well, Warfa, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Really appreciate you, man. Amen, brother. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, that's all for this week, uh, but tune in next week. We'll have Warfa joining one more time uh, to share a little bit more about what it's like to be a persecuted believer, but from a different context. So uh, looking forward to seeing you guys there. Hope you have a great rest of your week. God bless.